Hello and welcome back to Daydream. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Paige and today I'm lucky enough to be joined by a beautiful friend of mine and colleague, Emma, and we chat about Em's whole pregnancy journey from preconception through pregnancy to now in her postpartum phase and how Em really harnessed her intuition to guide her and support her through all of those phases of her pregnancy and has just allowed her to thrive. I know you guys are going to learn so much from Emma, so here she is. Em, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being on here with me today. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I am beyond excited. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. And so I know you from the JCN. So we work, well, we did work together at the JCN um, before you went off and had baby Elkie. Um, so yeah, so I've known you for a couple of years now, which has been absolutely awesome. Um, but do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I, I guess me personally, I'm a nutritionist and that's obviously how we met. Um, so grateful to have met you, Pat. <laughs> Um, and yeah, very passionate nutritionist, um, about all things, women's health, um, but big, big passion about mental health and all of the factors nutritionally that, uh, you know, influence that. So that's a lot of the work that I do. Um, and I'm sure we'll chat about some of the work that I'm going to go into in this, uh, conversation. Um, my little family consists of, um, my husband, Brandon obviously myself, and then our little girl, Elkie, Elkie June, who is about to turn five months on, I think it's on um, Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday. She's five months. I just can't believe it. Um, (laughs) And we've got also two cats, Arlo and Lulu, and we've got two chickens. (laughs) (laughs) You're a cute little family. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, it's really fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so good. And I wanted to chat to you today about, yeah, your new role as a mama and just how you've found it, how you're going like postpartum in terms of how you found everything in your journey. Obviously, because I know your history with mental health as well and like you do share a lot about that and have shared on other podcasts before (laughs) about that and you just touched on it before. Um, So, yeah, how have you found being a new mum and navigating all of, yeah, everything that comes with that, I guess. Yeah, I have found it overwhelmingly joyful and positive. And I know that that is definitely not what every mother feels. And I hate, I, I, you know, I hate saying, you know, not bragging about it, but I hate, you know, saying, oh, it's so easy and blah, blah, blah. Like it's not easy, but I absolutely adore it. Mm-hmm. I know not every woman does. Um, so like, I just want to say if, if there's women listening to this and they don't absolutely love it, like that is absolutely normal and okay. Yeah. But I guess for my personal situation and circumstance, I have, yeah, I, it's changed my life and changed our life just in immeasurable ways. Um, so, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. Yes, there has been hard times, of course, but um, it's just I think also like I just wanted, I, I've known for a long time that I wanted to be a mother um, mm-hmm. just in my gut. And, yeah, I, I feel like as soon as I 
I loved pregnancy, most of it, except for the first trimester. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, extreme morning sickness. But um, as soon as I gave birth to LP and it was like a pretty full-on labour, like it was a five-day labour um, that it ended up in an emergency C-section. Um, so it was like pretty a pretty big ordeal. Um, but even despite all that, I remember saying to Brandon, like literally she was born at 5.05 a.m. on a Sunday. And by that afternoon, I was like, I want to have another one. <laughs> and, and, you know, and my, and yes, it was obviously, I was like euphoric with all yeah. the hormones and everything that, um, that comes with just giving birth to your own child. But that feeling has not gone away five months down the track. Like, honestly, yeah. I've never, like, and we're not going to have one tomorrow, but, <laughs> um, you know, when the time comes again, like I'm so, yeah, I, I just love it. Like I just love it. Every, every part of it. Um, I, so yeah, it's been, it's been really, really good. But I, I think that as I was talking to you before we went live, mm-hmm. um, my postpartum period has been um, fantastic, but it's not, it's been no coincidence that mm-hmm. that happened. I have really, uh, consciously and deliberately planned and thought about my postpartum period when I was pregnant yeah. and put things in place that when I was pregnant um, that has really has really helped me so I guess I can share some of that if you like um, in this conversation but um, yeah I think that there's lots and lots and lots of different factors that go into how a woman feels after she's given birth and in a new role, especially um, as a first time mum, there's a whole, uh, there's a term called matrescence, which is basically akin to adolescence. It's a huge um, transformation, um, both physically, mentally, spiritually, um, that a mother goes through um, when she has her first child, because there's so much going on. And some women just, you know, they take to it like a duck takes to water and other women find it really confronting and hard. So I just want to point out that that's all of that's normal. (laughs) So um, everyone experiences their own things differently, but I think there are some things that you can do to try and give yourself the best shot at having like a, a, um, a, yeah, a a nurturing, a nurtured like postpartum period, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. I would love for you to talk about that. And also, Um, like knowing you and knowing the I guess struggles that you did have with your mental health and like suffering from depression when you were younger like going into pregnancy and when you were pregnant with LP did you ever have any I guess fear or like doubt that you would relapse or you would suffer from maybe like postnatal depression or anything like that? Yeah I definitely thought about it Um, and you know I I think in my in my gut, I knew that I was going to be okay for some reason. I don't know. I'm really tuned into my intuition, so I mm-hmm. really take notice of it, and I've just felt so good about it. But having said that, like my brain was still like, "What if this happens? What if you do spiral into depression again?" Mm-hmm. Um, for those that don't know, like, yeah, I I've suffered really really dark depressive episodes in my life. Um, I haven't had one for quite a while now, but where you know growing up I yeah I definitely had a fair few depressive episodes I was put on medication I've self-harmed I've had suicidal ideation like I yeah I've nearly been hospitalized I haven't actually but I've 
you know, there's been a few little emergency times there as well. So, like, I'm no stranger to that um, intensity of emotion. And um, thankfully I haven't had, yeah, as I said, I haven't had one of those episodes for a long time now. But thinking about the shift of hormones and everything that happens when you, and plus the situation, like, of having a baby, I didn't know how I was going to feel, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely, my brain was like, Oh, what, what if this happens? But I guess, um, you know, my whole family is really supportive and my really close friends are really supportive of me and know about my past. And I'm quite, um, for that little inner circle that I've got in my life, like I'm not afraid to open up to them about it when it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I do have fears around that. So, yeah, I think that my, um, I was talking to my sister-in-law the other day actually and she was just saying like from her perspective, looking in at me, saying like, oh, my God, Emma, like, you just, you're doing so well. Like with even your mental health, like you just seem to be absolutely loving, you know, your life right now and um, you just absolutely, you know, like you can just tell. And I, and she said we we were so worried, like even I know my, my parents were worried and, you know, my brothers were worried because they'd seen me go through these episodes previously. And I know my husband would have been, but no one really taught me, taught, you know, told me about it. But yeah. I knew that everyone was quite worried to see how I would handle mm-hmm. going um, through this huge change physically and mentally. So I know that they were all kind of like, hyper alert about you know especially in that postpartum period and especially because I had a five-day labor and everything that yeah and um they were just like a bit on the edge of their seats you know but they were just they were just pretty shocked at to be honest I think at how um how well I did so yeah it's it's been a really um good thing but yeah I definitely had my my doubts um but yeah, having that support there made me feel better. And then I think obviously with what I do, having um, really, really good like nutrition and making sure all of my nutrient levels were in a really good range and all of those things, like just being on top of that, I think mm-hmm. is huge. And that's what my work is as well for, you know, for other women, um, yeah. because there are many, many times that a woman will be depressed or have PND or PNA, you know, depression or anxiety postpartum. And I think, not all the time, but a lot of the time there are nutrient deficiencies that can contribute to that. So it was just about you making sure that what I could control, I did. Um, and obviously there's an element of not being able to control things, which is fine, but yeah, just making sure I had, um, yeah, I had a handle on all of those things that I could. Yeah. And I, I definitely can attest to that because I was, yeah, I saw you like, and I was with you when you were oh, not with you all the time, but like in yeah. clinic and, and things like that and, and seeing you like just how I think prepared you were and just, you were just like a sponge. You were just taking on all this information and being able to retain all this information. It was actually really, I don't think I've ever told you this, but it was like really inspiring to watch Aww. you kind of go through that because it just like, yeah, but for me who I don't have children, so I, I can't like, really relate but um it was just really inspiring to kind of see you go through that and I just yeah I definitely knew that you would just be an amazing mom and I can definitely you are like I've seen you with Elkie and I just like it's just so nice to just see how happy you are um like being a mom because yeah I definitely think yeah it's hard and I've got friends who have kids and it hasn't always been easy for them just from a number of different reasons um and like you said everyone's got different circumstances and situations um 
but do you, are, yeah, are you happy to talk about kind of what you did? Yeah, and share a bit more about that in terms of like how you prepared yourself and yeah, yeah with all your nutrients and like all of yeah. the knowledge that you have? Yeah, I think um, I like to look at like a pregnancy uh, just even before it begins because that's where a lot of this more when we're talking about nutrients and biochemistry and all that that happens in the body like you've got to begin if you have the opportunity to which not every woman does but you know if you can really try and allow yourself to be at the best physical like at the best health that you possibly can be before you conceive and all those nutrients to be checked out by someone who knows what they're doing so you know a naturopath nutritionist um who really specializes in the area because even before I got pregnant, I was taking probably for six months, um, I was taking, uh, you know, all my, all my vitamins and nutrients. I was having blood tests to see what, where these levels were at. I was taking herbs, you, you, cause I was trying to work my hormones as well. And my adrenals and all the things like that were really specific to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I remember I went through a couple of bottles, big bottles that you had made me, um, and I was so diligent with them because I knew how important it was. And I think that's, I'd really love to kind of drive that home to anyone considering um, falling pregnant and is worried about their health or their mental health or, you know, it's really important to kind of make sure that you can as much as you, as much as possible be in a really nice, healthy state when you conceive. So I think that really helped me. Um, during the pregnancy, I just stayed on top of, this is purely from like a nutrient point of view, um, it's just stayed on top of my blood tests. And I just like, for example, my iron, mm. my thyroid, my vitamin D, like all those things that are quite crucial for mental health. I just made sure that I would got, I get regular blood tests to check that. My iron really dipped um, in my um, late second, early third trimester, which is really common, but mine dipped quite low. And I made the decision to get an iron infusion because um, I knew that I probably wouldn't be able to orally supplement and eat food to get it up to a level that would probably, that could carry me well enough through the pregnancy and potential loss of blood and then postpartum and knowing that iron plays and iron deficiency plays such a big role in mental health. Um, I was really cognizant of that. So I chose to get an iron um, infusion, which I've never had before because I've never needed it. My iron's always been amazing. Um, but uh, you know, having, a, having a baby grow inside you at that stage, they really do take everything from you. <laughs> so, you know, if I hadn't, and I know it's, it's routine at week 28 to get iron checked for every um, pregnant woman, but you know, if it is low, there really needs to be something done about that, um, especially if you are at risk of having, um, you know, any postnatal um, mood issues. So that was really, really helpful. And I felt a huge difference from an energy point of view at that point when I got it, like within a few days, I felt a difference. Um, so that was really important. And then postpartum, still talking from a nutritional point of view, um, I, yeah, I really planned, like I had a lot of meals that I'd made and froze so the day before I went into labor, um, I basically spent the entire day cooking. I think I made so much, like 20 or so meals um, and froze them all so that they were, and they weren't all different meals, by the way. There was probably like two or three different meals, like a curry and a slow cooked beef brisket and that kind of thing, yeah. um, just to have in the freezer so that if I didn't have food and I was by myself, like I could just, you know, chuck it in the microwave and mm-hmm. reheat it. Um, and I knew that I'd have a healthy meal. Um, I made different snacks and stuff, but I also really called upon my family and friends to help, um, from, you know, eat from a food point of view. And so 
everyone kind of knew. And I think a lot of women have trouble uh, communicating to their family and friends because they don't want to feel, they don't want to appear selfish. Um, And I think most family and friends, if they really do care for you and they really like understand this, they would be absolutely fine to bring a meal, you know, but it's just about communicating that. So I had a bit of a rule that if you were going to come and see the baby, you had to bring food. Yeah. Um, for my like for my family for sure and I have a really big family and they were always over so there was always food because they just knew that rule you know I don't care what it was like if it was just some groceries or some snack yeah. you bought from Woolies or if you've gone and made a meal like I don't I don't mind like whatever you can do anything helps you know um so that was really really helpful and our fridge was for weeks and weeks and weeks just stocked to the brim mm. with meals like it was so lovely um but again like I don't think that that would have been the case if I haven't if I hadn't asked for it Um, because like I don't really you know when a baby comes into the world you get flowers and you get all those beautiful things and that's really beautiful but I would rather people spend their time money on food (laughs) personally because that's so so important to me um so that was a big thing and then like I guess from um a non-nutritional perspective then just like support is a huge thing. So, um, you know, just before having Elkie, even sitting down with Brandon and going, okay, so our, our relationship's going to change. Mm-hmm. And like, you see a lot of this, well, I see a lot of it on social media, like, and just hearing about like, you know, a lot of couples focus on like what pram they're going to get, what cot they're going to get, what bouncer, what, you know, all of the things that actually don't matter. Um, well, they do, but, you know, to a lesser extent, like, focusing on how your relationship might change and your roles as, um, as new parents, um, your marriage or your partnership is going to be very different. Um, you're going to see each other at your worst. (laughs) Um, so how are you going to deal with that? And, um, and what are you going to, to do when it gets really hard? And I know that's difficult in that you can't predict exactly what's going to happen, but just having a conversation about that, um, Mm. with your partner and going, right, well, this is what's probably going to be happening. Like, are you going to help with the night feeds? Like what's going to happen here? When will you be working? What's that going to be like? When can I expect you to be home? Um, You know, all that kind of thing um, was really important for us to talk about. And I can say that we really did, like it really helped. Um, And we got the advice to do that from our doula. So we had that support. And I guess that was another part of this. We had a doula throughout our pregnancy, which her role was really, it was non-clinical, meaning that, she basically was just emotionally and practically preparing us for birth, but then also for postpartum. So she, um, I think she even gave us like a handout to have discussions, like to ask, like to point out these questions to ask each other about postpartum, which was really helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot more uh, couples should be doing that um, because that's the real thing, you know, that that, mm-hmm. that gets you through or that really challenges you. Yeah. Um so it was, yeah, that was really important. And then um, my, I was lucky enough to have my mum. She lives at Sunshine Coast, so we live in Brisbane. So she lives where you live. Um, so, but she she would travel down um, once a week and stay the night um, or a couple of nights in the very early days um, just, and she'd just come and stay in our house and literally just be she wasn't there to just hold the baby although she definitely did um but she she came and she cooked she cleaned she did my washing like she did all that stuff which I know that not everybody can can have that for whatever reason but 
it was such a blessing for us. Um, and because for me, like I, like if the, if the house is a mess and just untidy, like it gives me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah. So when I came home from hospital, it was a bit of like a mess because obviously what had all happened. And yeah. so mum just came and just tidy everything up, put things away, like did my washing, like she would, you know, postpartum, um, I don't know if you know about this, but there's a, it's a real thing where you go through like night sweats. Mm, yeah. Change. I literally would need to change the sheets every day because it, I would soak through the sheets. I'd change pajamas a couple of times a night. Like it was mm. like, I had just been out in the rain, <laughs> like yeah. it was so full on. So mum would, um, mum would do that. Like she was so great at doing all that. And then obviously she would take Elkie if I needed to have a nap or something like she would, you know, um, mind her or whatever um, she needed to do while I had a little bit of a nap in the afternoon. And I welcomed that with open arms. Like I was like, yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. So just having that stuff, um, having all that support from family, friends, having the knowledge to know with nutrients, all that kind of thing, it all just, it all came together and helped. So yeah, I guess that's, they're the big things that I did. Yeah. And I think all of those are obviously so important. And I think definitely having support and I feel like even having support when you're going through anything like is is so is huge and I feel like is such an important thing and I know like even with my sister-in-law like when she first she's got two like kids now and when she had her first baby like I literally just like took food over without her asking because I was like well if it was me I'd be really I, I'm not like I don't feel like most women we're not good at asking for help so exactly. I was like I'm gonna push this on you <laughs> sorry yeah. if you don't want it but obviously she was so like grateful and I feel like because we're so bad at asking for help as women I feel like we just don't do it enough um but I think if yeah if you're listening to this I think like Em said, like ask for ask for help because your friends and family are so happy to do it for you, and it just helps the mum and the dad out so much. Um, and I think, yeah, there's just it. It seems like something so small, but I think it's something so big to that couple yeah. family. Um, so that's yeah, absolutely. It's like a meal, or even if you don't have the time to cook a meal, if your if your life's really full on, like just grabbing a few groceries, like, mm. you know, and one-handed snacks that the mum could, because you get so hungry in the food, yeah. breastfeeding and stuff. So just that kind of stuff. Or like even, um, you know, shouting a cleaner for a few weeks or, you know, like there's so much that you can do to help that the couple settle in. Um, and, and yeah, because it is really a really big adjustment period. So it's just you know figuring out what that couple needs um and and yeah pushing it on them because they're not yeah. all the time women do not ask um so yeah it is it is they feel very awkward asking um so yeah just pushing it on them and, and don't turn up to the house empty-handed um if you're going to see a new baby because yeah. it's beautiful to see the new baby but the yeah the mother there's so many emotions happening and yeah adjustments going on so whatever you can do to help yeah yeah absolutely and I also love that you touched on um like communication in terms of like what you and Brandon talked about because I feel like I've never really I, yeah I've never really heard a, a lot about that before obviously again I'm not I'm not like I don't have kids or I'm not planning to be pregnant so I've never had to have that conversation with my husband really but um yeah, I feel like that's really interesting. And again, it just goes to show that communication 
is so important with like whatever relationship you're in or whatever like situation you're in I think it's so important to just be open and honest and be on the same page if you can because obviously that helps so much when you are in the situation where you're like sleep deprived or mm. yeah you just you have all these hormones and emotions and things going on as a woman so I'm really glad that, yeah. that helped you as well absolutely I remember one day that um like it was just good because I was always uh, you know I would just be you know under Elky either she's sleeping on me or feeding or whatever and it's like you can't move so you just have to ask all the time like oh babe can you get this can you do this blah 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 but instead of him being like oh you know he understood like oh yeah of course like you can't move you know um and just like during the night like in the very early days he'd help like you know obviously you couldn't feed her but doesn't mean that the partner can't help like they can um change the nappy if that's what you're doing or they can make sure you've got a full water bottle because bloody hell you get thirsty breastfeeding um and just being there like I remember the first week um you know they say in that first week usually the baby blues hit where you have a huge hormonal drop and you just feel a bit like uh you know on um on the verge of tears and that kind of thing and I remember I um my version of baby blues was I was sitting in our bedroom feeding Elkie and then I just started to think like it was a few days after I'd given birth and I just started thinking like oh my gosh what if something happened to you like what if, uh, you know, what if you like, I don't know, just all these things run through your mind and you're just like, oh my gosh. And then I just started, I started crying, just being like, oh my God, like, you know, I just, uh, what if something happened to her? I couldn't handle it, you know? And I just started being like, oh my God, I just love her so much. And Brandon, I was like literally bawling, like hysterical. <laughs> and I ran and Brandon runs in thinking like, oh God, just dropped the baby or like something's happened. And, um, and he goes, are you okay? What's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, I just love her so much. And he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's so nice. Yeah. But, yeah, like he still tells that story and just laughs about it. But it is so true. Like just, you know, as a partner being there, being able to hold the mother while she goes through all these emotions and knowing that that will happen, like just education and that kind of thing, I think, is really important um, yeah. to know because it's otherwise it's a slap in the face. You know, you just think, what the hell has happened here? <laughs> but it's really normal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you segued into a really important point there, which is education. So do you want to talk a little bit about what's next for you? Yeah. If, if you can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely. I love <laughs> No, I, I definitely will. Um, so I have made the decision to open up my own clinic, um, which means that I am leaving JCN, unfortunately, and that's sad, but I also am excited because I'm taking a really big leap and doing my own thing. Um, so I'm opening up a, a clinic in Brisbane, which focuses primarily on the mother, mm-hmm. um, just because of all of this and... Um, all of the things that mothers don't know about, um, you know, with, with going through, especially for the first time, but even second, third, fourth times, like planning their postpartum and really making sure that they're setting things up. But even if they're stuck in postpartum and just having a really awful time, like Mm -hmm. being there to support them. So obviously as a nutritionist, I can do that via lots of nutrient um, screening and making sure that, you know, that mother's nutrients are where they need to be. Um, But also, you know, having meal suggestions and easy stuff that they can do really personalized. So I'll be seeing clients um, in that space. But I also, with this clinic, like the whole aim of it is to be able to hold the mother, 
that's, I guess, our little tagline. Like um, it's, it's to hold the mother through fertility, through pregnancy, through postpartum and beyond um, because that is not happening a lot yeah. in our society. And I want to raise awareness and I want to educate about that and I want to help women who are going through tough times um, because I just want to, like, I feel like our society feels that once you're a mum, like, you're just always tired and depleted and, you know, just live off coffee and blah, blah, blah. And that might be true to an extent, but I feel like it doesn't have to be the reality that you're absolutely just, you know, uh, surviving life. Like, I think that as a mother, dare I say it, you can thrive. Yeah. And I really want to bring that to life for a lot of women. Um, so I will be working with women from a nutritional point of view. I will also be having a naturopath um, to who will be, you know, um, seeing clients and, and being the herbalist for the clinic. So being able to um, mix up beautiful concoctions of herbs that are going to help women um, in whatever stage they're in. And I'll also be having a counsellor. Um, or a couple of counsellors to do, um, you know, talk therapy because the other thing is, you know, talking about this this stuff and even going through birth trauma and going through all the things or that shift called matrescence, like having a new identity or not knowing who you are anymore and having this thing, this baby just relying on you. And it's just, it's, a re it's really, um, it can be really full on. So having that counsellor there to take you through that and to hold you while you're going through that and having group therapy sessions as well and mother's groups and, you know, trying to build a bit of a community. Like that's my, my goal um, to be supporting women and mothers. So yeah, that's, that's my next venture. Um, mm -hmm. The clinic's called Maya Mothers Collective and Maya means um, great mother uh, in Greek, but it also has a lot of other meanings in different uh, languages and origins. Um, and they all come back to being nurturing and to being like, um you know goddess like different goddesses of um different like springtime and things like that like just beautiful motherly um meanings so I just thought that was a really nice name um for the clinic so so yeah that's the that's the next step and I'm really yeah it's all kind of happening behind the scenes at the moment and I'm really excited about it yeah so exciting I'm so I'm so excited for you and I feel like it's such it's so needed and I feel like you're going to be able to help so many women and it's just such thank an incredible you. thing thank you and actually just reminded me although it will be in Brisbane like I will be offering a lot of online stuff too yeah. um, obviously being in the times that we are of COVID and working from home and also I want to be able to service like women Australia-wide as well so um you know, making sure that I can offer, we can offer all consults online as well. And then even like doing mother's groups online and having that support, like jumping onto a Zoom session with a bunch of other mums going through the same thing, like even that kind of thing. Um, if we can get that up and running, like that's my other kind of goal. So yeah. although amazing to be face-to-face, -face, it's not limited just to Brisbane. Yeah, amazing. And I can pop um, like details in the, in the show notes, um, so that when this episode goes up, people can find you and yeah, know where to look and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think that's just incredible. And I know that like when I was, which is not the same thing at all, but I was a nanny when I was like 19 and I honestly was so naive because I just thought, okay, this is going to be so easy. Like I'll just, and I was looking after like a three month old baby and I was like, okay, this is great. I can just like meet up with the girls for coffee. I was in Switzerland. So I was in a completely different country. Oh my gosh. I did no other nannies. So I was like, oh, this is great. We'll just go out for coffee all the time, go to like the patisserie or whatever. 
and then play with the baby and then they'll nap and then I can just chill. Oh my gosh. It is so not like that. Like you just, because I was literally like with the baby from like 7am to like 7pm. So pretty much the whole day, obviously I got to go home and sleep, thank goodness. But it is, it is so full on. And I'm so glad that I did that because it really like opened my eyes to just how much, I guess like demanding, it's not like maybe that's not the right word because it's not always demanding in in in, in a negative way. Like obviously it's yeah. so so such a positive experience, but it's it's so much more than that, and it's not all like just brunching with your girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> and that's it. Like it is demanding. Like that that is a word, and it doesn't. It's not even demanding in a po- like for some women. It's it's a very negative experience. Yeah, and I just want to like kind of normalize that as well because mm-hmm. you don't like don't feel any less of a person or a mother if you're not loving motherhood or yeah. you're not loving that transition because it's, it is tough mm-hmm. and everyone's going to be at a different stage. Um, yeah, as I said earlier, like some women breeze through it, some women, they take a long time, even years mm-hmm. to transform into the person that like a mother and, and be okay with who they are. Yeah. Um, it's totally okay to not love that life once you've um, once you once you're there, um, and so I don't want my story to be like, oh, well, that's how it should be, and that's how everyone is, and blah blah blah. Like I just think that's what, what why I want to help women, like you know, through that whole thing. But it, you, you're right; it is very it's demanding that you've got a human being primarily relying on you to survive, yeah. and it doesn't like you don't get holidays, you don't get time off. Like it's twenty four seven. So it's yeah, it is full on. Um, so, you know, I always, I'm a big believer that even before I was a mother, I always believed that, you know, if you, as a mother, like when I would look at other mothers and, and parents, like it makes sense to be able to fill that mother's cup up as much as possible. And if she's feeling okay, then she can do the best job she can for her family and parenting and being a mother. So, you know, it's like a lot of women are go, they go, I'm a wife and a mother and that's my purpose and my role. But if you're not looking after yourself, then how can you look after others in the best to like to the best of your ability? Um, so that's kind of a way around thinking about like you're not being selfish for putting yourself not yeah. first, but for um, prioritizing yourself. You know, whether it be cooking your meals or getting you know appointments with someone who can help you process all this stuff, or seeing a nutritionist or whatever. Like it's not selfish; it's needed. Yeah. Um, so just trying to reframe that as well and thinking, okay, no, I'm going to be a better mother if I'm, if I, you know, have all my nutrients checked and make sure that there's nothing going on there, or if I get counseling or if I do X, Y, Z, um, I think that's really important to, to mention as well. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Thanks. For, thanks for saying that, Em. And I think I just want to say thank you because like I said to you before we started recording, like a big a big I guess fear for me is about having children is that fear that I will relapse into my you know I've I've had mental health issues in the past which I have spoken about on this podcast and on my social media and stuff like that but that's been like a big thing for me and I'm always like no I don't want to have kids because like there's obviously other reasons and like my husband and I've discussed it at length so I'm not just saying this kind of differently but Um, that's a really big thing for me, I guess. So I just want to say thank you because hearing you speak about just everything that you've touched on today, I guess has changed my thoughts a little bit because I feel like there is so much that you can do. And I guess I'm saying this in case anyone else out there is feeling the same way that I am, that 
you know, our bodies are so incredible and our minds are so incredible. And like Em said, you can do so much in the lead up to like even conceiving and falling pregnant and being pregnant and to support yourself. Um, so yeah, I just want to personally say thank you for that because I feel like you've definitely opened my mind and my eyes a little bit to that. Um, yeah, and I'm sure you would have done that for so many other women too. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is It is really important. Like, And as well, the way that you talk, uh, you know, talk to yourself about it. Like I'm really yeah. a big believer in like what you put out there will come true. So mm -hmm. kind of like you, you, it's fine to have fear, but it's also like, you can really talk to yourself about, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to be great, you know, like be quite positive about it as well. Um, yeah. You can't control everything. I, mm -hmm. as I definitely learned, I could not control my labor. Um, but yeah, you didn't you know, go in thinking you'd have a five day labor, but <laughs> not think that at all. Um, but you know, you've got to roll with the punches and just make the best out of um, the situation you're in, which I feel like I did. So yeah, it's just doing what you can when you can. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Em, for sharing all your wisdom. And I'm so excited for you for your next little, well, it's not little, it's a big <laughs> a big endeavour and I feel like it's just going to be, yeah, beyond amazing and I'm just, I don't know, I think I'm proud. I, I am proud of you. Like being your friend, I guess I'm, I know proud's like a bit of a, a funny word to use, but I'm just, I'm excited and I'm proud of you because it's a, um, a big leap but I also think it's going to be yeah one of the best things that you do obviously being a mum is one of those things as well because you're amazing at it but um, I just yeah everything that you do is like turns to gold anyway so I know it's gonna be, I know it's going to be awesome so um, thank you yeah thank you so much that's so kind <laughs> yeah, well it's the truth <laughs> but um, yeah did you want to say anything else before we jump off did you want to finish with anything um, not really just that um yeah anyone listening to this I've already said it like you can you can change things like you know you can take things into your own hands and you you do have control over over some things and I really do believe that mental health in particular is you don't have all the control because there's some things you can't but um you know do what you can and get the help that you need and mm -hmm. speaking to professionals um that, that are in the field that can help you. Um, that's been, since I finished studying nutrition, that's my, that's like my number one thing, like just doing, there's a lot of stuff that you can do from for, for your mental health, pregnant or not, you know, postpartum or not, like we know this, um, there's so much, the body is, works in beautiful ways and um, it is really receptive to what we're putting in our body, like what we're doing with it every day, what we're putting in every day. So um, yeah, do what, do what you can and, and get the help that you need. And, you know, if you do need help in particularly, you know, fertility or pregnancy or postpartum, I'm like, my clinic's going to be there. It's not ready yet. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, definitely reach out. I would be happy to help anyone that needed to. So reach out, um, to me, I'm sure you can just, yeah, pop my details at the, in I the I absolutely will. Yeah. And yeah, hit them up everyone. Cause yeah, she's incredible. And I just, yeah, know that you're going to help so many people, as I've already said. So, yeah. Thank Congratulations. You. And everyone just watch this space. <laughs> Thanks, love. Thanks, Em.